Welcome to Your Highness Podcast, a show where we get comfortable with the uncomfortable, uncover areas of cannabis where accessibility and inclusiveness are lacking, and elevate conversations about ways to affect real change in this space with a specific focus on folks who identify as women. to your highness podcast and uh this is your host diana crash i got a little sidetracked there by the beautiful music of first lady of the west coast who is joining me today how are you doing today first lady i am doing good goddess how are you doing today though what i'm excited to be on the podcast i'm i can't be anything but good after that that's like what <laughs> Can I talk to you every day? <laughs> I'll see you a jingle every day. I, I mean, really, though, I should be, if I had money, I would pay you a lot of money to do that. <laughs> Just for the record, I'm not trying to get you to give me free money. I mean, free music, sorry. <laughs> free money is basically what it is, right? <laughs> We're just taking out the, anyway, sorry. It's okay. Can you tell I smoked a little bit before we started today? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we are going to start this episode as we do every episode with our fave pot and fave not pot. Um, so I'm going to begin with my fave pot, what I'm, what I'm really liking right now. Um, so Plain Jane, I talk about them all the time. It's one of my favorite CBD hemp brands. Um, and I thought it was fitting to talk about them with you being on here, too. You know, the connection we have <laughs> there. <laughs> anyway, so um, I just recently bought their Delta 8 uh, hemp rolls. Like, they're, I, I usually just get their regular hemp rolls. And um, I really like them. So that's my, I, I usually smoke them at night because they do make me a little bit, like, not tired, but like I guess a little bit more tired. I can still smoke them during the day because you know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's mine. What's yours? <laughs> uh, my favorite. I mean, come on, of course. Uh, it's gonna be Black Girl Magic OG, one of my second genetics created by Duke of Verb. Um, she is a hybrid indica because I am bipolar depression. I don't deal with the bipolarness all the time, y'all. But depression right. is real. Yeah. Um, and it's a miracle. Black Girl Magic is just a miracle for me because it just takes that depression away. away. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of that from me in this. Um, but it does. It takes it away. It allows me to just re-reconnect with the calm side of myself to remember what I am doing. Um, and just to stay just that light that needs to be in this dark-ass world. So I would say for me, Black Girl Magic, not just because it is mine, but because it does help me medical-wise. I mean, but if you if yours can't be your favorite, then like, then how can you be passionate about it, right? And That's true. Yeah. So my fave not pot is a book that I am reading called Word Slut. Hmm. And I'm just going to read a couple of paragraphs about it, or just a couple, yeah. 
So it says the word bitch conjures many images, but it is most often meant to describe an unpleasant woman. Even before its usage to mean a female canine, bitch didn't refer to women at all. It originated as a gender-neutral word for genitalia, a perfectly innocuous word devolving into an insult directed at females is the case for tons more terms, including hussy, which simply meant housewife, and slut, which meant an untidy person, and was also used to describe men. These are just a few of history's many English slurs hurled at women. So it is uh, called, again, it's called Word Slut. It's a feminist guide to taking back the English language, and it is fascinating. Hmm, that is fascinating. Yes. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, it's by Amanda Montel. Um, Amanda Montel. Okay. Yeah. So what's your fave non-pot, not pot? <laughs> I really like, no, I really like what you said. Um, the book that you're reading, how it has different languages, because when you said it at first, I was like, mm, I'm not with the B-I-T-C-H word. <laughs> right? <laughs> but for me, I would say probably my fave, what my fave pot <laughs> not pot it's just oh. like not cannabis related something oh. that's just like yeah anything it could be literally yeah, anything giving back paying forward um man seeing somebody else just smile because i'm smiling back at them oh that's, that's right there that's 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 everything for me so i would oh. say that that's that's important you know yeah that's so nice. Yeah, I'm, I know, baby. Like, oh, there's there goes your cotton candy side. <laughs> <laughs> You're but funny. I have a big heart, you know. Um, yeah. And that, would be, that would be one of my honestly, that's one of my favorite things. That's why I'm I'm doing everything that I do. It's, it's not about right. it's about me. It's about giving back and paying it forward. If it's through cannabis, if it's through my music, if it's me just speaking and spreading some you know positivity, um, that's important. That's amazing. Yeah. That's why I like you so much. I just knew that right away about you. Um, so before we just start making out over the airwaves, uh, <laughs> let's get to what we're going to talk about today. Um, <laughs> switching gears. <laughs> so a whisper network is, uh, I'm, I'm going off of the Wikipedia definition here, is an informal chain of information passed privately between women. It is typically a list of powerful people in an industry alleged as being sexual harassers or abusers. While this episode is not about sexual abuse or harassment, there are other types of whisper networks, and we definitely need a stronger one for women and non-binary folks in cannabis. Um, First Lady, I know you can speak to this. There is a lack of support for creative entrepreneurs who have to protect their pri- proprietary work or material. Can you talk about some of the struggles you are having with navigating networking while also protecting yourself? Yeah, of course. Um, it's, it's, it's very important that we actually speak about this because um, it doesn't get spoken about a lot. Um, no, it, you can't be safe to talk about it, and that's one of the problems. We don't have any safe spaces to really say anything, even anonymously, right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, there's a lot of, especially, um, <laughs> I know people You don't like have that. to name any names or say anything specific here. <laughs> it's, I mean, we all see it. It's, 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 it's a men's world, but women, we, we run it. 
that men tend to think that these men groups that they're creating within the cannabis industry um, is damaging because you have men that get to these higher power levels within their company or within just accomplishments and they forget where they started, where they come from, who their mama is, how they was brought up. Um, And I get some of them were not brought up correctly. They weren't taught to treat women or speak to women properly. Um, And it's out there. You have men that, you know, no, it's not about your shows about that, but it is sexual harassment. It is taunting women. It is um, what is the word? Antagizing? Am I saying it right? Antagonizing? Yeah. Uh, Right? Yeah. And that's just not okay. I've had it done to me recently. I will not mention the gentleman's name, but he is somebody that I do know of. He was somebody that was supposed to be working with me. Um, And every time I have an accomplishment, he has something negative to say. Every time there's an interview or article, he always has something to trash the article or the writer. There's never a congratulations. There's never, man, keep up the good work. I'm proud of you. It's just, how can you taunt me with your negativity? And it goes on a lot um, in the cannabis industry. And, and, and I know it's just not the cannabis industry. It's in the nine to five. It's it's anywhere business allows itself to be, it's going to be there. But right. how do you make a difference? What we're doing right now is speaking about it and holding people accountable. And a lot of people are not holding these people accountable and they need to be held accountable because it's unnecessary to have right. in a field that some of us feel unsafe or not protected by men. I'm not saying you need to be my daddy. I'm not saying any of that, but there has to be a level of respect where we understand that protection on any human being that's living is important. And the moment that we cross that line and don't think of that and just go into this ego and pride, you know who I am? (laughs) You better suck my dick. Hey, I'm around men that think that they can talk like that because of where they're at. And it needs to be shut down. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not cool with it. Um, Yeah, because how can we really make this industry different, right? If we don't have, like, as a writer, you know, I know we have had lists for journalists about, like, editors to avoid and things like that. Well, we need that type of list in cannabis. And because there are a lot of different types of toxic behaviors that undermine your power as a woman, as a non-binary person. And it a lot of it is still happening like quote unquote behind closed doors because this industry is like every other industry right now. Yeah. And the only way that we can make it different is if we call out the bad behavior. And I'm not even talking about just businesses. I'm talking about individuals, right? Because they can really suck a lot of energy and time mm-hmm. and space. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. All of it's true. Um, and I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad that you, you're bringing this up because it's, it's, it's important. You know, there's a woman right now that we just gave inspiration to speak up and tell her story. Because if we don't speak up and if we don't tell these stories, then, then what are we doing? We're allowing, allowing people, in, and, and sometimes it's women too. A lot of times it is. Oh my God. I can't tell you. I, like I have said to people there, I have several episodes that I have not aired because the behavior is just so alarmingly like just, it just reeks of just 
the patriarchy and the toxic masculinity, you know, that's just like inherent in so many of us that have an unlearned, really yeah. bad behavior. Mm-hmm. And you those can't words- say that you, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, Go no, you're going, you can't say what? I can't say that like, I am supporting women without being honest about other women is basically, I just saying that it's not just men and I think that we need to be more comfortable saying that and um, having these conversations without having to be so fearful of financial loss because a lot of us are freelancers a lot of us um, people are entrepreneurs are just starting out or they're you know in the beginning you know whatever it is they have limited resources right make it 13 female you know if if you move and operate like that i'm gonna tell you right now do not associate associate yourself with me if you're a woman that says that you're for women and the Me Too, or you're always talking about molestation and rape and how that's not okay and women should never have to go through that, but then you're surrounding yourself with men that still do this or taunting um, women, I can't I can't deal with it. There's women that I know that know that men are bad, that know that they have done bad things, but continue to associate themselves with that. I can't be a fan of that because you're saying that's okay and that's not okay to me. Um, and I'll tell anybody that, no. No, that is not okay. I'm not yeah, there, there are several red flags that I see. Like if you are purporting to want to support women in this space and then you randomly bring up how you don't think that we should exclude all men just randomly, <laughs> that's a big red flag for me, you know? <laughs> like we we don't need to say that, right? Like that's like we don't need spaces for men. Okay? I said it. Yeah. It's I mean it's being the truth. It's it's how can you be and and it, what you said was it's a majority that I haven't worked a 9 to 5, so I understand that's that corporate, but I still have to show up. I still have to. No you do not. You show up and tell this story about what they did wrong, so we break we break that, you know what I'm saying, that 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 coding on what men are out here doing behind the scenes. And even women too. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. So if you if you're surrounding yourself with people that and that's half of the time what they'll say is, Well, they didn't do it to me. Well what what is it gonna take? Because you see them doing it to everybody else. Eventually it's going to happen to you. But I guess you're one of the ones that have to learn on your own. And I tell myself that sometimes. And that's why I associate myself from a lot of people because it's like, I can't relearn that lesson again. You're going to have to learn that on your own. So continue to associate with that. Continue to do that. Continue to say, well, that didn't happen to me, but it happened to somebody that you say that you support. Right. Right. Exactly. Tell the truth. Tell the truth about it. Just be transparent. Like what's the worst that can happen? Honestly, like, what are you afraid of? I don't get it. Honestly, people, or still telling stories on people and then later on it comes out that these people were doing bad stuff to now people are looking at you like well you didn't know that they were doing this right people do know this so my thing to them is well what are you really going to say is are you going to say what you told me well that wasn't my problem they didn't do it to me no but i believe women i believe women i believe people period when they say that they've had a bad experience i go to belief first you know and so until you show me otherwise 
And so when I hear like, oh, well, this so-and-so, because there's a very, very, very popular nonprofit that's out there right now getting a lot of attention by a lot of companies. And I hear things like, oh, so-and-so, you know, said they're not really that great to deal with and bop, 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 you know, um, they're problematic, but no real detail, no actual specifics. So I, I have nothing to go on. And that is severely problematic because if we are going to make this industry really about helping people, you know what I mean? Which is really laughable at this point, but we have a shred of it left, you know, because there's people like you in it. And, you know, it's just like, if we're going to, then we really have to be vigilant about accountability. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you, you deal with a lot of this because what you're dealing with has a lot of moving parts. Just like what you said, I have people always try to tell me, well, so-and-so said this, so-and-so is asking me why this, you don't have this, why black girl's not here, why they're not doing this, da 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 And I just be thinking, well, what did you say? Because apparently yeah. they felt comfortable enough to have this conversation with you, and I'm concerned on why they even felt comfortable coming to you instead of coming to the founder CEO. I'll hear, oh, well, they were scared of you, or this or that. How is somebody scared of me and they don't even know me? But they follow me and they, they like what I do, but now they're afraid to talk to me? No. What are the discussions are you having with people? And this is what I always tell people. If you're not a part of my company, you should not be speaking on the behalf of my company. If somebody's asking you about my company, you need to have them come my way and I'll be gladly to let them know about my company. But the moment you start telling me what somebody else did or, or what somebody else said about me or this or that, and I always tell people, well, who are they? Because you're comfortable enough to tell me a he, she. No, who are they? Because my thing to them is, is what's your solution to the problem? I see that you're, you're concerned. Well, how can you help me? Are you in that market? Can you teach me how to get in that market? Are you around people? I hear people that are around people that can get me in the market, but because I'm not where they feel I should be or black girls not where it should be, I've been told to my face that they will not help me. But you're complaining about something that I need that help. I'm from California. Yeah, I'm in Vegas because my genetics are coming to that market. So I'm studying those two markets. I can't tell you nothing about the East Coast or the Midwest. But if you're in that market or you know people, why wouldn't you send those people to me to help me? But oh, they'll say, no, I can't do that. I won't even volunteer you as. And and this is stuff that goes on in the cannabis industry by other black women that say that they are for their community. And I'd be mind boggled on how you're for your community, but you're trying to down talk me instead of saying, hey, I see I see you're having a problem getting into the Midwest and the East Coast. Let me connect you with some people that can get you into that market. What's so hard to do that? Exactly. I mean, do you, I can't even count how many times I have heard, there's enough for everybody. Well, yeah. well where is it? Because honestly, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't see it. And like you said, if that is really the case, then what is the big deal about just saying, hey, you know what? I maybe maybe you might need this help. If you don't, let me just pull back. But maybe this could be a thing I could help you with, you know? If you see that. Instead of offering unhelpful information or like very like coded messaging where you're like, I have to sift through this for hours to figure out what you're trying to say. Uh, yeah, I don't have time for that. Because at the end of the day, I know what I'm doing. 
but if you don't know what I'm doing and you're not asking, but you're trying to ask somebody else about my company that's not even a part of my company, you've already failed. I don't even want to associate with you because you hadn't even took the proper proper steps to get in contact with the source. And I would always do that with somebody else. That's like me hitting, let's make up a name that everybody knows. That's like me hitting Jennifer Lopez. I don't got her number, y'all, but just stating. I'm hitting Jennifer Lopez to have a discussion about your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you hitting JLo up? She knows nothing about your podcast. I need to be contacting you. Right. Period. Wouldn't that be wild? I mean, okay. yeah. <laughs> the only thing we have in common is that we're both Leos. Um. <laughs> you know, but it'd be stuff like that, you know, you know, yeah. if you got opinion and this is to anybody. And if you're going through this yourself, if somebody has an opinion about what you're doing, but they're not asking you, but they're asking everybody around you and they're trying to sift for information through other people. Those are not the people you want to work with because real people that really want to help people reach out to the individual and they ask them, how can I help? What do you need? Yeah. And if you can't be like that, get out of my way. You're being messy. You're being nosy. When I know what's going on in my business, everybody got seeds. I know I got a couple mustard seeds that are still growing. So why am I rushing my harvests of success? Because you feel I need to be here or I need to be doing this. That, that, that doesn't work like that. So, no. yeah, but that's in, the, that's in the cannabis industry. The stuff that I've ran into that I'm not a fan of, I don't, I don't appreciate it. Um, and I think it's fucking tacky. It's messy. So I just stay away. I just go back to minding my business and letting to the ones thinking that I'm not doing anything or I ain't got nothing going on. Okay, keep thinking that because those are going to be the same ones that are going to want to backtrack and be like, girl, you know, <laughs> I believed in you, girl. No, you did not. You talked about me instead of helping and had a negative opinions instead of bringing positive opinions and bringing those positive affirmations that I would want put back into the universe. So that's what it's hearing, not your negativity. I, I have so much to say about everything that you just said. I just love it, but I don't want to keep uh, taking, <laughs> taking it away from you. I just really appreciate that you're so honest because that's exactly what we need. I mean, we need stronger whisper network for sure, which is why one of my plans for this podcast in the future is to have um, a whistleblower series. So be on the lookout for that. But we also need somebody who's like a web developer or something to create an awesome anonymous website where we can all submit, you know, uh, tips about people who are moving around in this industry and sucking energy and time and space from people. And when I say people, I mean especially people who are the most marginalized, who we're supposed to be helping the most in this industry, right? Like that's what everybody claims to want to help, right? Like let's change the way things are currently that's the messaging i get everywhere i go right <laughs> so uh that's the only way we can really make it make a difference if we like keep talking about it use our spaces you have your music and you have a lot of other platforms so um tell us where we can find you how can the cannabis community best support you man spread the word if you're a cultivation um my biggest thing for me is, is I can't come to all these different states um, getting a license. I don't have that million dollars. I mean, it's there, but it's not here physically yet. So I can't come to all these states, you know, opening cultivations and stuff like that. So I would love to partner with other cultivations. I would love to partner with dispensaries to get the genetics in. 
um, and just taking it to, you know, a percentage off of my genetics of what you guys sell. Um, that would be the, the biggest thing for me as far as getting into the East Coast or the Midwest. Um, my music, Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, any place you love listening to your music, I promise you it's going to be there. Just put First Lady of the West Coast in and uh, check out some of my tunes. Got a song right now out with Rick Ross, Black Girl Magic OG. So uh, go check that out, y'all. And as soon, my single will be dropping with Akon. So look out for that. You can find me at First Day of the West Coast on Instagram. First Day of the West Coast on Facebook. I'm blocked right now because uh, Mark's just with that funny stuff. But you can find me there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm on Twitter. You can find me there at F-L-O-T-W-C. That's just shortened for First Lady of the West Coast. Follow me. I'm hella cool. Um, I got into the cannabis industry because it saved my life. So... If you're about saving lives or looking into dabbling in plant-based medicine, follow your girl. That's what I'm all about. Giving back plant-based medicine, smoking it up. <laughs> well, you're a beautiful spirit. I mean, seriously, I don't usually say things like that. <laughs> I just love what you're about. I love that you have uh, so much just creativity flowing from you and you create so much beautiful music and hopefully I'll get to try your genetics someday. I am super excited about that possibility. Uh, please come back anytime. Seriously. It was so much fun talking to you today. Yeah, anytime, anytime you keep up the good work. I thank you for allowing me to be on here and that's just to be able to speak and speak on things that uh it's hard for a lot of women to do because they're scared. They're scared they're going to lose people. But sometimes the people that you lose are the people that don't need to be there anyway with the next chapter or the next journey that you're about to move on to. Right. What is the saying? It's like sometimes people or people come into your life for a season or a season or a lifetime, but there's always a reason. I, I just messed it up. I know that's not the way it goes. Yeah, it's like it's in those lines though <laughs> it's something like yeah it's like sometimes it's a season sometimes it's a lifetime I, I screwed it up again look I'm gonna remember it later on after I end this but yeah basically the gist is sometimes people are only temporary but they're there for a reason you know and even if it was a negative experience it teaches you something right um so anyway thank you so much until next time Stay high and beautiful. Bye. Peace. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Your Highness Podcast or on Twitter at Highness Podcast. Be sure to rate us on iTunes and subscribe.